0: Hello and welcome to another episode of You Are The Dream podcast. I'm Judith Manriquez and today I'm going to be talking about what it is about growing a business that makes it a struggle or hard or slower than you want it to happen and in particular I'm addressing this to intuitive, spiritually and highly self-aware women. So one of the things that I've done over the course of the entire time I've done work as a solo, even when I worked straight up in conventional marketing, I had my own marketing business, is I've always wondered about the puzzle of what makes things grow. Like why do some businesses seem to grow with greater ease? And why is it that some women are able to get their business off the ground and grow easily? And what is it in particular, because I see this pretty commonly, when a woman has left a more conventional, traditional job, and has made the decision to go out on her own, and she's doing work that we would call transformation work, where she might listen to her guides, where she's supporting people to become the full essence of who they are. And so it is coaching, it is mentoring. However, the unique aspect is that there is a very soul-directed emphasis. So it may be intuitive, it may actually be something that they receive, so we may take it into the world of of psychic, which is generally termed intuitive. But any time women with this type of configuration head out to grow their own business, it doesn't quite grow the way they want to and this has always been a puzzle for me and so I look I've, I've studied this now for over 15 years and really looked at each of the situations and I I like to solve puzzles if you're into human design I'm a one profile and ones like to investigate and learn and I'd like to do that and I'll do it with people I'll do it with the patterns that are playing out and I really wanted to share what I've learned about what causes the struggle, both from a perspective of not from a, hey, let's dig at the pain, but really from the perspective of seeing something from a different angle sometimes really helps with understanding what's been going on, forgiving yourself, loosening it up. Like for me, it's released a lot for me about feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing or like I'm not doing enough, those are my things. But we'll get to that later on in today's episode. So what is it that makes growing a business a struggle, hard, or slower than you want? Here's what I've learned. Conventional business practices generally tend to rub intuitive, conscious women the wrong way. And I don't think I need to get into the details about what conventional business practices are. In the online space, you know, it's common these days to call it bro marketing. And in a more corporate-y space, we know what corporate's like. You know, it's the day-to-day job, little autonomy, a lot of work, no flexibility, not very much trust very little respect from the organization so the organization itself is the entity right and then from the online solopreneur perspective there are certain ways that we are taught and encouraged to grow our business behaviors that we would take in terms of emailing how often to post on social media how to word a sales page like there's a lot of things that feels very pushy and very inauthentic when you're really working as an intuitive to grow a business that is about being respectful and honoring to other people. So really one of the things to remember about this is that conventional business practices were really designed in a time, which is still very dominant now, when we believe that the logical step-by-step information-consuming mind was right. This is the right way. And a lot of traditional business has been, we, we believe that traditional business has done the research and this is the solution, and this is the thing that works because research says. And in fact, Rarely does that research take into consideration context. And so there are many, many exceptions to those things. In fact, I think most business is an exception to some of the traditional teachings and practices. But one of the things that we do as intuitive women in business where we're helping other women grow or other people grow into happier, higher expressions of themselves, is we really wanna look at unique situations. And we also really want to honor our intuition and the inner wisdom we're receiving. And these two things are in conflict. That tends to be a struggle when we feel the conflict in the pull between what we learned and what we've grown up with versus what we're learning and what we're really wanting to honor. So that creates stress and creates struggle for us. I'm using the word struggle because it it helps to be general. I, I don't like to use the word struggle or hard or it is a challenge. It's a slowdown. So for now it's the easiest language. Another reason that we really have challenges or struggles is that as an intuitive woman doing business on your own, you really don't feel fully comfortable being your powerful, gifted intuitive self openly. When we're in our private circles, we feel strong, we feel clear, we feel powerful, and when we, deal, when, we, when we share our gifts and our work in a smaller setting, we really can shine. But when we want to take it out into the world, it doesn't feel safe, right? Because traditional business doesn't take into consideration feelings, emotions, or the nature of energy and intuition, which is all of what we are often attending to. And here's the other thing that makes it harder <laughs> to be openly sharing as an intuitive, following her intuition, or as a as a soul-led woman, if you don't use the word intuitive, but if you follow your soul or you follow your inner wisdom, or you're following your inner self, all of those things have historically been ridiculed for decades, if not, I don't know, forever. And while the collective is becoming more conscious and aware and more open to intuition and energy we have a long way to go before it's openly integrated into business practices as a whole and accepted. So why does it make it hard to do business this way? Well, it's hard to show up openly and feel like you're safe. And then it also is, you have to do some unlearning and untraining of your own beliefs to really be able to own your power when you're following your intuition or listening to your own guidance. And that really requires some strength. You have to unlearn the beliefs you've been taught about how wrong you are to do it your way. Okay, another reason or another point that I think we find a struggle, which is another major element, is that you don't believe you can do what you truly want to do and make the money you want or have the success you want. Or you can't see how to make it work. So this is a pretty straightforward one. A lot of times when you have come from a job or a more conventional work environment or had, in like my instance, a more conventional marketing, branding, web development firm, and you switch to doing work that is very personal and very spiritual in nature and very supportive of another person, and you're using your intuition because and you're letting yourself, like you're honestly allowing yourself to be who you want to be and create and help other people the way you feel called to, that you know you're essentially here to do. And we immediately believe we can't do it. Of course, this comes back to the last two points that I shared, which is conventional society and business and teachings and all of the what we've learned for our whole lives makes it hard to believe you can be yourself and do what you want to be doing. Essentially what we're dealing with in this situation is we've been invalidated for the gift that we have and the wisdom that we live by. And that takes a toll when, when you hold a belief in yourself that you're judged for, shamed for, disparaged for, and you want to continue holding that belief and, and living your life by it, it's hard. It just is. It is going to make the journey a little bit more difficult. It doesn't have to mean it's going to take a whole lot longer because we're working together as a community. So I just want to offer it. I a message of hope here. Women do do this. Intuitive, intuitives are growing by leaps and bounds there are more so many more business practices and businesses and methods and teachings and marketing and sales a process there's so many things that are flexible open potential based really allowing us to be who we are and do business the way we want to do it and show up the way we want to show up and we can do it but it's this is just an explanation or a helpful understanding that essentially being invalidated for who you are and how you work and having had that in our collective wisdom within society for as long as we've had business and intuitives and healers does mean that we've got to be attentive to that and recognize we can move beyond this and that this is there's this thing here that doesn't have to stop me but it's there it doesn't have to make it hard but it has been this is also, this particular belief, like not really believing that can, you can truly have what you want and do it the way you want and make the money you want. It's also often married very deeply underneath to the belief that in order to be successful, you'll have to do too much work. You won't have the freedom you want. You won't be able to show up in the ways you want to. It makes me think, I wrote, think of dancing reels. like. You know, when you think about having your own business these days, we go back to, we've already been trained, here's the right way to do it. Here's how you can be successful. We hear this all over the place. And, you know, you've got to post three to five times on Instagram and now you've got to make dancing reels to get seen. And like, these are all things that our brain picks up but are not true. Okay? They're not true. You can grow your business on your terms in the way you want to. We've been doing it. Many of us have been doing it. Join us, right? It's like, it's possible. Find, like, start noticing how this is working for other women. <clears throat> All right, on to my next point. You, this is another place where we struggle, which is you can get really clear about what you don't want and you're mostly clear about what you do want, but you can't see how to get there or how to get the thing you want. And so, this is sort of a mental trap we fall into, which is we can have all of the feelings and the emotions and the energy coming in about the thing that we want to do, and we can feel really expansive about it. And at the same time, when our mind picks this up, we think, but how? Because we're looking at the reality of our life, we're looking at the information that's come in or the dream that we have, and we're like, I don't know how to get there because your mind picks it up and then does these big beautiful things with it that aren't necessarily the steps to get there. Some of this comes in in part because of the earlier items I mentioned because all of these other emotions get get activated around being invalidated or being safe or getting it wrong or all of these things which come from this is these this other sort of institutionalized training and conventional thought forms that we slip into um, and and we always want to know the how. Once I know the how, then I can make it happen. Right? There's this this sense of if I can find the how, then I can do it. And it, then it feels like you can take action. And You know, one of the things that I teach about that often is that you don't need to know the how, but you do need to get clear about what it is that you do want and whether or not you're willing to hold the energy for it or be committed to the thing you want to do. Because the how is going to show up easily if you're willing to take the steps. And oftentimes... The how doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> Oftentimes I'll, I'll, I'll have women come to me who have a big dream and they've come to me with all the hows of what they figured out they think they need to do. And they're often not necessary yet. <clears throat> and really what's really important for the first how is to listen inside and listen to your intuition and begin to get the guidance that opens the doors for you. And another big way that I really address the how is is I really go back to every one of my clients' human design charts to look at what their strategy and authority is. Because in that case, you're given a straight up clue. Here's the way to do it. So, you know, I'm kind of going into answers here, but that is a major struggle for a lot of people and women who are not really sure, they're not really growing the way they wanna grow. and. I'll go ahead and develop this a little bit further, which is when you have a passion and you're really wanting to grow it and you're trying to figure it out, a lot of times the first answer we take, or one of the really upfront answers we take is, I'm gonna go figure out what other people did and see what they did so that I can do it, and which is trying to figure out the how. And oftentimes what happens then is you go figure out how that someone else did it and you become overwhelmed with choices and directions. So you might see a bunch of trainings, you might see a bunch of teachings, you might watch, get onto lists, you might watch stuff on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook and the overwhelm then creates in itself another form of inaction which keeps you struggling towards the desire you have. So, All of my clients know when they work with me, the first answer is, don't worry about the how. I'll handle the how for you. We'll streamline it because that becomes clear. The first part is, let's get clear. Let's get connected. And then we'll come up with the right how for you because that's what's important to you. Let's figure out which how is right for you because you can do it your way. And then my last point that I want to share about what makes it hard to grow the thing you want to grow, is deep inside there's a fear that you'll really try and it won't work, or a fear that you will succeed, and then that sets off all kinds of different triggers. And most of the time, this particular belief and the, this particular fear is often pretty buried. It'll show up with within other actions that are Not self-sabotage per se, but these particular fears help you make really small choices or helps you be less visible than you would wish to be. So this is often something that we work through as I begin to see them when I work with my clients over time. So just be aware, we all all know this comes up at some point. Here's what I want you to know as we cover these main points. And so those were five main areas that I think that really contribute to the struggles that we see. And I've seen this over and over again. And often this, all of this is coming up for women in business. So I'm going to speak specifically to women in business, even though this can apply to anything. And here's the deal. You've been doing your work. Like you have known this because you've wanted this thing and you've been doing the work. Like you've been working through your limiting beliefs. You've been healing your trauma. You hear me say this in many podcasts. You know, we've done our work and you're trying to find the missing piece, like the puzzle piece that'll help you work through some of this stuff. But the truth is you're missing a puzzle piece. (laughs) And here's the puzzle piece that I, I think that we are going to begin to have more awareness of as we go forward. The puzzle piece is that you've not yet fully realized you can emerge as the person you've been healing and growing yourself into. Okay, I almost want to pause and say, take a breath and listen to that. Because we have spent a fair amount of time healing, growing, clearing. We have learned to do that really well. And there comes a point in time when we are ready to be the healed person, be the person we've grown into. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there aren't really a lot of programs talking about how to be the person you've become. We have a lot of programs right now that are helping people with trauma and healing trauma and noticing you have a limiting belief and working through it in whatever way you do. But how do you be who you've become? I I really do think that collectively, we think this just happens. Kinda like once you heal that thing, then you can be the healed person. And often a lot of the things that we're healing are very inner world things. It's not like I just healed a, a wound and I can see. But the, in, when we're dealing with inner world stuff, that's kind of a short-sighted way to think. Well, I've just healed. I I got rid of the limiting belief. It's gone. <laughs> it's done with it. And then now I can be the non-limited person from that belief. And And I don't really know anyone really who's manage that. (laughs) Inevitably, we come back around and are working with having that limiting belief show up again. Oh, there it is again. i got to work through it. So look at it this way. If you've spent years on learning and undoing the training and trauma that made you who you are, and then you spent years learning to see who we really are under the trauma and conditioning Wouldn't it make sense that there might be something more to the being who we are? Do you see what I'm saying? If we spent so much time developing really clear habits of thought and feelings that supported the injured, traumatized, little, small, child person that we are, and then we spent really good, clear habits of thought and feelings that supported our growth and healing, those don't stop. We have to notice and choose a different thought. So we can learn to notice the different thoughts and create new habits of thought when we know that we are trying to be who we have become. I'm going to go ahead and go into an example. When what you've been doing is learning to see yourself, that isn't necessarily the same thought or behavior or habit or emotion that is going to help you be in the world as yourself. It seems pretty elementary. It requires different thoughts. It requires different habits and we have a brain in here that does a really good job for us but we have to consciously be able to shift some of that and see something differently and have a different perception and make a different choice in a situation to be the person we've been becoming. Make sense? So I thought it'd be helpful to kind of give you an example of how this might work as an example in my own personal life so that you might take it through. I've believed for a long time that my business wasn't growing because I was not doing enough and because I was doing something wrong. So these are two big themes for me in my life. And those two themes are elements I've worked on for a long time. I've done a lot of unraveling and a lot of healing. You know, the belief around not doing enough, and really honestly, that something that I'm doing something wrong goes all the way back till I'm a teeny tiny child, like pre-verbal with my mom. And I've done all the clearing with all of this stuff. But having those beliefs and growing up with them, and I grew up for a long time with them. I developed all kinds of ways that I engaged with the world as a result of these particular beliefs. So I would engage with things and I did not put thought to it. I didn't think, oh, well, when I get dressed up to go out or when I accept invitations or when I choose a job or when I choose a boss or when I choose a partner, all of those choices were being influenced by my essentially at a very deep level feeling that I'm not doing enough or that I'm going to do something wrong, right? So we all know this, right? We've created lives and made choices and and have behaviors that are Have been influenced by our small person, our little injured child. So when I recognize and I start noticing these things, I can start seeing when I'm doing it. So when I went out into the world and started running my own business as an intuitive person and becoming pretty open with that, not straight out, but sharing that I'm wanting to do work with soul-led women, I run up against these beliefs, like there were implications and impact on me of really what I spoke about earlier of being marginalized. Being marginalized for being intuitive and choosing to do the work openly in an industry and also to specifically in business and, and being using energy and when I chose to do this, I was essentially choosing to be in an environment, in a topic, in an industry, in a field that basically ridiculed or disparaged intuitives and energy workers. Even though I knew inside this is the way forward, right? I could not be anyone but very aligned to my inner guidance. But guess what that does? It really triggered a lot of my, you're doing it wrong. You are wrong, you're doing it wrong, you're gonna get it wrong. And that was hard for me. So these are hard, difficult things. But I did the work, and even though I'd unraveled a lot of the not enough, and even though I really learned that I am not wrong, (laughs) I am not wrong, my business didn't grow the way I wanted it to. I did have growth, it's just not like I wanted. So, you know, I can see some progress in my growth. Well, what would we do? What do any one of us do when we like, okay, I saw some growth, I saw some progress, what would we do? Well, I did what I had been teaching myself to do, which was look for where have I been limiting myself? Where do I have the limiting belief? What else do I need to heal? What other inner child issues going on? So I looked to myself to do some more unraveling. I looked inside to do some more growth in my outside world. I was doing and behaving in a pattern that I'd learned to do well, that had served me well, which is the healing and inner work pattern. Let's call it that. I'd already learned enough self-awareness to know that if I got into a situation and things weren't flowing correctly for me, then I'm gonna revert to the pattern that I taught myself of doing the healing inner work pattern. Because I knew it worked. I'd already taught myself this worked. The more inner work I did, the better I felt, the stronger I felt, the happier I felt, the more joyful my life became, and so I knew it worked. But here's what's changed. At some point, we can make the shift to create more growth by being the growth that I had become. I'll say this again, to create the more that I wanted, I had to be the growth I had to become I'd spent all of this time creating me this me that is now the one without so much of the conditioning and without so much of the limitations and limiting beliefs who's not being run by inner child fears I had to learn to be me so that practice meant I needed to learn new habits of thought that do not immediately default to doing more inner work and healing. It has meant that I need to be okay with feeling uncomfortable because growth is uncomfortable. I've had to retrain myself to really listen for what this me wants to do and how she wants to do it and then honoring it. It's really been about teaching my thoughts to look for and see other options in life beyond the ones that validated the old me. So let me say it another way. I've been teaching my thoughts and feelings to see a different reality. I'm teaching my thoughts and feelings to see reality through the eyes of the person I have become. So essentially this is a form of emergence. I am emerging as the person I've been healing and growing myself into. Does that make sense to you all? I love to ask that question every time. I'm pretty sure I've said it in every podcast. We have entered a time of emergence because we have hit a beautiful tipping point of such a large group of us who've done the work, who've done the growing, and now it's time to be. So if you are like me, wanting to grow the thing, and you've wrestled with a lot of this stuff, and want to grow into the emerged person that you can be, you and it's not even growing anymore. I think the point is, is that we can emerge into, and then discover what it is to walk in the world as the emerged person, as the person you've grown into. We can do this. It requires a different frame of thought. I also believe it requires support, being around other people who can see us as the person we really are now, and then can help remind us when we slip out of it. So support, I think, is very important. So I want to encourage you, every one of you, to take a look at yourselves, and how would you see the world differently What choice would you make that's different when you see something that's not growing the way you want it to? When you look at your business and say, okay, this isn't growing the way I want it to. What beliefs am I defaulting to thinking about it? And is it really true? And have I not worked on that belief for a while? Who have you become? Yeah, who have you become? And can you walk the planet consciously as the person you've become, as a person who's healed a fair number of those limiting beliefs. And I will add a small caveat at this point. That doesn't mean we're not gonna continue to do some healing and growth. We are evolving beings. We will expand and learn more. Only the way you expand and learn more will be different. So think about it this way. How would a healed person, how would an expanded person address a limiting belief? Because I don't think I know the answer to that one. Do you? Because if, if we've spent all of this time leading up to this now moment, working on healing ourselves, we know what it's like to grow as a person who needs to be healed but what is it to grow as a person who has become healed and is now growing through a growing pain, a greater awareness, a choice to be or respond differently in a situation. These are really subtle changes in our perceptions, but they make all the difference to how we approach growing in our lives, which means also growing the thing that you most want to without struggle how do you grow your business without struggle? Well, you've been learning to live a life where you're not struggling. Now be the person growing the business without struggle and ease and joy on your terms. Okay. As I wrap up, I do want to invite you all. If you, this sounds interesting to you and you would like to be supported with this, I am running Activate Emergence which is my program to specifically support women around these issues and learn to make the shift. This is not gonna be teaching through instruction. This is gonna be teaching through application. We have six weeks together, and we are going to take your issue, and we are going to begin to practice making choices and noticing our thoughts that allow us to be the woman we've become to emerge into the person we've been becoming so please check out the link in the bio or visit my website at judithmanriquez.com that's j-u-d-i-t-h-m-a-n-r-i-q-u-e-z.com so I appreciate everyone for following along and as always I love to hear your feedback so please feel free to share Thanks so much.